0: For two decades and a very special character in the Old Testament. He was kind of a miracle child. Uh, Manoah and his wife had hoped for a baby for so long and they got a baby. And the birth of Samson had a divine messenger come and tell them that you're going to have a divine child being born. He's going to be dedicated to the Lord. He even told Manoah's wife, you can't uh, take anything off the vine. You can't cut his hair from birth. Uh, this child will be set aside from birth. And it was very different on how he was going to be set apart uh, from the people before him. Now, this this announcement was uh, very amazing, and this was a sign that he was going to be consecrated and he was going to be set apart for God's work. But we don't want to really focus too much on the birth. We want to focus on going ahead and looking at the end of his life. Uh, At the end of his life, we see something that drastically changes. Uh, He becomes an ox at the end of his life. And you say, Zach, he, he becomes an ox? Yes, he becomes an ox in 1621. Uh, Judges 1621 is where we'll start. And we'll read that piece of scripture. Uh, the word of God says this, but the Philistines took him, put out his eyes, and brought him down to Gaza, Gaza, and bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together here this morning. We we thank you for this opportunity. I pray, Lord, that we'll do all things in accordance with Thy will. Uh, help us, Lord, expound your scriptures. Help us to understand it. We, we pray, Lord, that we can use it in application, that we can uh, grow closer to you, help these men. Uh, Lord, help myself, Lord, that I can uh, be, be a better man, be, be a closer man walking with you, and continue to bless uh, my ministry and the different ministries that are here this morning and bless this church. In Jesus' name I ask, Amen. Amen. Now. Samson here is, is grinding at the meal and the Philistines have put out his eyes and we, we have fast forward here to a certain point in his life where we kind of look at Samson and when I, when I look at Samson's life and I see him uh, being put in this prison, he's, he, he's bound in fetters chains and he's pulling a grinding meal like an ox would, I say, what are you doing? Why are you here? How have you got yourself in this situation? If if we've been a Christian very long, you've been in a church very long, you've been involved with ministry very long, we've seen people that have done amazing things, have great stories, have testimonies, be saved, ready to rededicate their lives, go through all these different things, wonderful blessings, and what happened? They're no longer in church. They do not pray. They do not read their Bibles. They turn their back on God, and we sit back and, what's happened? Why did this happen to people? And we see Samson as a consecrated child being born and set up in this home and set apart for God. And he's pulling a grist mill, <laughs> grinding up things like an ox and we And I look at that and I say, how did you get there? How did we get in this situation? And if we even look a little bit further in the scripture, we see uh, even worse things. Uh, he plucked out his eyes and he was put to grind in the prison. Uh, But we see Samson pushing and pulling, and we fast forward, we see even worse things. Uh, They had brought Samson out to pretty much humiliate him, uh, to humiliate him, to make him look bad, to do these bad things to him. And the Philistines called Samson out in order to humiliate him. They're going to bring him out, and they're going to make him suffer. And he's sort of like that circus bear. I I don't know if you've realized, you know, a circus bear is put in. And a bear being a large bear, you know, is very powerful. Even a lion, you see a lion caged up and, and paraded around. And people walk through and look at him. I see Samson as that kind of creature where... You know, this large man, this strong man was put in this particular situation. And they think Dagon, their god, is more powerful than the god of Samson, is what they think. They think that they're doing something, they could make sport of Samson. He was blind, uh, he was made this circus bear, he's being baited, he's mocked, he's provoked. And I want you to realize, not only are they provoking Samson, they're provoking the god of Samson. They're making a big mistake. And it, we rem, remember there's, there's a strategic point in Scripture that we see from Samson. And Samson, uh, in Judges 16:26, it says, And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me, that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may uh, lean upon them. We see Samson say to this little child, Hey, let's stop right here. Let me lean against this pillar. And once again, I like to look and say, Samson, what are you doing here? Why are you in this situation? Why are we we, we, we all put ourselves, I put myself in more countless situations than I would like to expound to you this morning on dumb mistakes that I make, uh, things that I do that are really stupid, uh, things that I say that are just dumb, <laughs> I do them uh, and it's dumb, and I look back and I say, I should have never done that. I should have never said that. And we look at Samson's life, and do you think Samson, as he's leaning against this pillar, was thinking to himself, boy, Heidi, (laughs) I really did some stupid stuff. I really did some dumb things. And we see him leaning against this, and he leans up against this pillar. And we know what happens. He He pushes the pillar down, and he kills himself. He kills everybody around him. He kills more Philistines in that day than he has in his entire life combined. And that blows my mind. But we have to look and see that God uses people even when they make bad mistakes. Even in the midst of tragedy and bad things and horrible things, God used Samson from the very beginning to avenge his people against the Philistines. That That was Samson's purpose Now, I'd like to think that God's major plan was not to send Samson in here to kill himself and kill all these Philistines. No, I wouldn't think that was his main idea, but that's what Samson put himself in. He was still to serve God, even though he made mistakes. Even though he pushes these pillars, he pulls the supports down, and all these things happen in 1628. And Samson called him to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, O oh God, remember me. I pray thee and strengthen me. I pray thee only this once, O oh God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for, for my two eyes. He pulls the buildings down. He kills himself. He kills everybody. Samson, what are you doing here? I've looked at my life so many times. Like Zach. Why are you in this situation? Why are, you, why are you here? Why do we have to go through this? And we, we look at Samson, and we have to look at some of the reasons this morning of why Samson was in this situation. And some of the things I want to point out is some of the things why he's not. Okay, Samson's not in the situation that he's in because of his birth. <laughs> Because of the situation that he was in. It wasn't because of his worth. He didn't have an excuse that he was born into poverty. He didn't have an excuse that he was genetically programmed or set in a situation where he couldn't excel. We couldn't say that he was put in a situation where he was born to lose. Samson was born to win from the very beginning. He was a winner. Beyond anything that we can look at in Scripture, he was set up to be a winner for the Lord. And he was a loser in the end. He died. Now, he served the Lord. Yeah, he did certain things, but boy, he didn't get there the way that we'd like to see somebody get there. We don't see him having the story of David or, or, or even Samuel or, or anybody else in the Old Testament. We don't see him having these amazing stories. We see doom, gloom, uh, of people turning their back on him, him making the wrong mistakes over and over again. He was set apart by God. He was not born to lose. He was told by a divine messenger, and his mother was, and his dad was, that he would be great. He would be a judge, that he would rule. Mm In 1324, and the woman bare a son and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. Does that sound like a loser? It does not sound like a loser, folks. Others say they have a predicament in their life. Others say they don't have ability and some people say they have an inferior com- complex. So they're just not good enough. How many have you heard say that? I have family members that think that. I have very close people. My friends think, sometimes think that. I think that. I think that, well, I'll never be able to do this because I'm just not good enough. I, I didn't have a, a, enough money doing this. I don't have enough of this doing that. And some people have this inferiority complex. They don't have the bronze. They don't have the, the brawn. They don't have the brain. Samson could not say that. Samson couldn't say that. He had incredible strength. You know, when he was full of the Holy Ghost or full of God's spirit with him, he was superhuman. Superhuman. Now this was a man that took a lion and ripped it in half with his bare hands. Okay, This was not a normal man. This was a man that when God was in his life, he could take the jawbone of a donkey and kill a thousand men. A thousand. Let me repeat that. A thousand people. And we look at him and we try to figure out how did he get to this point? This is a man that tied a, a, all these foxes together and lit a fire on them. They run through a field, burn all their, their fields down. He killed a thousand people with the jawbone of a donkey. He, he ripped a lion in half. People, hey, think about who Samson is. And he ended up in Gaza. He ended up pulling a meal. He ended up pulling down pillars on top of himself. That makes me sad. God never cared for certain things. And some people say that God doesn't care for me. And some people say that God's never blessed me. Some people say that God's never been in my life. Samson can't say that. Samson could not say it. We learn in 13.25, if you read that, the Spirit of the Lord began to stir in him. It says in 14.6 that the power of the Spirit of the Lord was in him. It says again in 14.19 that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him in power. This was a man that the Spirit of God was with. Y'all, ain't no, y'all are not exempt if you're a Christian today. If you've accepted Christ, you are no different than having the Spirit of God upon you. Now, am I telling y'all y'all going to rip a line in half? No. No. <laughs> You're probably not. Don't go try it. But the Spirit of God is with you. Samson had all these wonderful things happen to him, and he could not use any excuse that you could pull from the book on saying that he was not good enough. He couldn't say that. I can say it all day. Lord, I, I've got this in my life. i just—I got two kids. I, I can't serve the Lord. Uh, Lord, I don't make enough money to give more money to this. Lord, I, can't, I don't have enough time to go down to the church and do that. I can make all the excuses in the book. And Samson couldn't use any excuses in his life. He had this remarkable beginning in a family that dedicated him to God, had a divine pronouncement. He had the Spirit of God coming upon him. And this same person here was being mocked like a clown. Does that sound like somebody that's of God? No. doesn't. Samson, what are you doing here? When you see a person like Samson, he's being marked like a clown, blind as a bat in the Philistine <laughs> Civic Center, as we can call it. Uh, we have to think of what is he doing? Why is he there? He's there because of bad choices. He's there because he made the wrong choices in life. A lot of times, we can't blame the devil. <laughs> You ever see those shows or those movies where, oh, the devil made me do it? And them little kids, you know, they say, oh, devil, no. Every bad thing that's happened in my life, I would say nine times out of ten has been directly because of me. Me. I did it. I chose to do those things. I chose to say those things. I chose to go to those places and do those things. Samson is no different. He had a list of bad choices he started to make. And his parents pleaded with him. And the first thing he did was he went out and he married a woman that he was not supposed to marry. He was supposed to marry somebody of his own people. And he went out and he married somebody of the Philistines. They said, Samson, we want you to marry a son, but did you not pick some of these beautiful women that's of your own kind that believe in the Lord, godly women? It wasn't because of really who she was or who she was related to, it's because of the God that she served. He said, pick, these, pick somebody that loves the Lord. Pick somebody that serves God. And Phil, oh, oh, oh Samson looked at and he picked out this beautiful woman. I'm sure that she was just the most gorgeous thing in the city. And that's who he wanted. It didn't matter who she followed. It was what Samson wanted short term. Samson had a problem with looking beyond right now. He picked something right now. Boy, I'm, I'm, my, my wife will testify I am somebody that makes a decision, and it's right then, it's right there, and I'm not going to change. If I want to go buy a vehicle, I remember I was about 20 or 21 years old or something like that, and I decided I wanted a pickup truck, and I started looking around for a pickup truck. Well, I ended up driving to Gadsden. I found a pickup truck. I drove that truck home, drove it back. The next day, I bought that truck right then. Right, I wanted it. It wasn't, You wouldn't to talked me out of it. I wanted that truck. I found a house. I bought that house. I wanted it. I find certain things. I want them. I go and I decide. And I look short term sometimes when it's really long term. I wasn't going to drive that truck a week. (laughs) I wasn't going to live in that house a week. We have to make decisions that are long term. Samson was headstrong. And I am too. A lot of you are. A lot of us are headstrong and we're just like Samson. We don't look beyond. And we make bad choices. And we, we determine to get revenge. And just like Samson, he got revenge on his father-in-law, and all these things started going on. And he, gave, and his father-in-law, gave his fiance's hand in marriage to another man. And that's when he tied all the foxes together and burned down all their, their fields. Yeah, that was God involved with that. Does it, was that exactly what God had planned? I don't think that was what God had planned to begin with. But that's how it happened. God works. He made poor choices, and he had a weakness for beautiful women. He was a he-man, but he had she-weaknesses is what I've been heard before. He was a he-man with she-weaknesses. And it wasn't just the woman at Gaza that got him down. It was Delilah that got him. It was Delilah that he brought into his relationship. And we know the story. I don't have to read the Scripture. She says, tell me what gives you the strength. And we know that Delilah sold uh, Samson for silver. Sold his soul, sold his life for a little bit of silver. He said, tell me what makes you weak. And Samson told her, well, just uh, you bring in uh, seven fresh cords that are still green, tie me up. I won't be able to break loose. And what did she do? She tied him up while he was asleep. Yelled out, there's, there's Philistines outside. Wake up, Samson. He wakes up, boom, breaks them off, kills them. Samson's a bad dude, Okay. She's old. Samson, tell me, what's, what, what, what's your strength at? Oh, bring in some ropes. Tie up me with ropes. She brings in ropes. He's asleep. Now, I want y'all to realize something. I don't think Samson's as stupid as people think sometimes reading this. Samson gets tied up. He's asleep. Philistines are in the house, Samson. Boom! Breaks loose, kills him. <laughs> That's Samson, okay? Samson is superhuman. You, you tie me up with ropes, I'm not getting loose. Samson tied up ropes. He busts the ropes. Green cord. Bust the green cord. Now what does he do? He tells Delilah the truth. And I don't really know if Samson knew it was his truth as much as it was. But Samson said, cut my hair. Cut my hair. And that'll take all my strength away. Amen. Do I really think that Samson thought... I don't think Samson's stupid. I really don't. Mm-mm. Do I really think Samson was stupid enough to say that I'm going to lose all my strength tomorrow and they're going to bind me up and kill me? That's not what happened. Samson, I believe 100%, thought they're going to cut my hair off and I'm still going to beat him to death. That's what he thought. I'm going to tell the liar. That they're going to come in here and they're going to cut my hair. And when I wake up, I'm still going to kill them when they're standing at the door. That's what he thought. Do I think 100% that when they cut my hair, I'm going to lose all my strength? I love Delilah so much. No, I don't care what kind of love you got in your life. Uh, I don't care how much he loved Delilah, how beautiful she was. uh, That when he was going to tell her everything, he was going to lose all his strength. And he was going to end up dying from that. No. He told Delilah all this because he thought he was bigger than God. I'm stronger than this situation. I'm bigger than this situation. How many of y'all men think y'all bigger a lot of times than what God can do in your life? We do. I'm bigger than God. I'm better than God. No matter what God's got planned for me, my plans are better. (laughs) No matter what God's got in store for me, I can make it better. How many of us are guilty of that? You don't have to raise your hands. Me. I think that I can do better than God sometimes. Sometimes. And it's so sad that these things happen in his life. We see a a good beginning. And what did she do? She went in there and sheared him like a sheep. (laughs) I believe she cut it down. She might have nicked his head a little bit while he was asleep. I'm going to take all this hair off. It's coming off. I believe Samson might have been laying in the bed, might have woke up in the middle of it when she's cutting and said, Go ahead. I'm still going to kill them Philistines. And his hair, I want you to realize what I see his hair as. His hair was sort of like the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament was nothing but the symbolic nature of the presence of God. That's all it was. It was a symbolism that God was with them. And Samson's hair had become something that Samson had a presence of God and it was the appearance of God around him. And we know that when the Ark of the Covenant was took away from God's people, what happened? They lose power, they got attacked, they became weak and they put in bondage and all these horrible things happened. Same thing happened to Samson. The presence of God, that symbolic nature that God was with him was gone and when he woke up, it didn't matter what happened at that point, he was weak. He would not be able to do anything. The man that ripped a line in half and killed a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey was probably arrested by two or three guys. Why? we we'll look at it and say... How did you get here, Samson? How could you be so silly? It's bad decisions. He had a great beginning. He had great abilities. And even the presence of God in our lives is neutralized by bad choices. God could do so much with us if we'd just be quiet. (laughs) God could do so much with us if we would just be humble. God could do so much with us if we would just love like we're supposed to love. How much could God have done with Samson? You will not find another character in Scripture that says he could rip apart lines with his bare hands. (laughs) You won't find another piece in Scripture where somebody takes up a bone and kills a thousand men. Okay, Samson was special. But even though he was special, he ended up pulling a meal like an animal. What is a person like you doing in a place like you're in? Why are you where you're at? You've made bad choices. I don't, I don't have to tell you. I don't even have to guess because I guarantee you, you've made bad choices. You've made choices you're not happy with, that you regret, that you say... I, I wish I wouldn't have done these things. At some point in our life, we have to choose obedience or disobedience. We have to choose faithfulness or, or unfaithfulness. We have to choose a, a holy or something that's horrid. We have choices that we make, okay? And I know that I've made bad choices. I know that I've made good choices. And the history of Satan's success is a history of getting people to make bad decisions. Yeah, I do realize that, right? the whole history of Satan is going, we go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and all he had to do was talk Eve into making a bad choice. (laughs) There's a tree over there, Eve, and I know that God said you'll die, but you'll probably not. Does that sound like something you faced in your life? Well, Zach, uh, uh, you can go over there and uh, I know you're not supposed to do that, but uh, I think you'll be fine. We're so guilty. We could be so much if we would just humble ourselves if we would just realize that god is in control but over and over again in story after story there's strong men in this bible that results in the same thing strong men that fall strong men that make mistakes We can go all the way to the New Testament and I can pull Peter out and show you mistakes that he made. We can back up and show you Adam and Eve the mistakes that they made. My goodness, we can take time with David. We can take time with Gideon. We can take time with with Samson. We can take time with anybody in the Old Testament that is strong and powerful and we see failures. Choices. We all stand at a place in our lives that I believe that we can make choices each and every day. And your life right now is made up from a big map of choices that you've made it is where you're at right now is where you put yourself most of all we need to choose like samson from not a perspective of short-term time but long-term how difficult is that though i i live in the moment a lot of times i live in right now a lot of times we can't look to the future. We can't look to the long term. We can't think of that long view and into the future and not just today. And we have to truly ask ourselves, men, why are we in the situation? Why are you where you're at? Why are we here today? And I'm not talking about why you're here in this building. I'm talking about your life. Your life is based upon what you've chose to do. Samson. Ended up going here and had his eyes plucked out and he's put in this situation. We see a a man that was just a, a behemoth of a man that could do anything that God put power in to do. And he's put here and he dies. And we have to question ourselves, amen, today. What kind of choices are we making? The choices you're making today are going to affect tomorrow. The choices you think that you're bigger than God. The choices you think that you can be bulletproof. Nothing will go wrong. Everything's going great. I'll do whatever I want. I'll spend my money on whatever I want to. Drive and go wherever I want to. Spend time with whoever I want to spend time with. It's not how it works. You can't make your own choices a lot of times. We have to depend upon God. Samson made his own choices and what he did. He died because of it. Yeah, he, he did the work of the Lord. And I believe that he did the work of the Lord because that's what God wanted God's going to work through you no matter if you make your mistakes or not, but I'd rather have God do good, good things through me while I'm living a little bit better life than pulling a mill. <laughs> Where are we at, folks, and why?